Hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Hello, my name is Indigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Hello, my name is Indigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Hello, my name is Indigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. <laughs> Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Uncasting. You may have noticed, if you're listening in live time, that we took a little bit of a holiday break. But now we're back and ready to roll. My name is Max, one of your co-hosts. My name is Brian, your other co-host. This will be our first podcast of 2019. Woo, YOLO! <laughs> and today we will be talking about a cult classic, The Princess Bride. Yep. Uh, 1987 came out uh, based on a 1973 book with which it bears some but not all similarities. Uh, they revised it quite heavily for the movie, which is good. Movies are different than books. And I think they did a really good job of adapting it. And I think it, it stands the test of time. You can watch it in pretty much any era that has television, of course. I agree. It is a timeless classic. And as one of the best kissing scenes to date. Kissing? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about today. And you want to get right into it? Yes. By the way, spoilers. Spoilers, people. If you haven't seen this movie, stop. Go watch it. Come back. We'll still be here. So it's okay to watch it a couple times. Yeah, you'll probably want to watch it several times. It's that good. It is. It really is. So, so you want to want to set it up with um, start this character casting call with the grandpa and the grandchild. Yes, unless you did grandma or a grandparent. Um. Yeah, I'll save that for. You're going first, right? Go ahead. Yeah, I can go first. So yeah, the movie is set up with a grandfather reading a timeless classic to his grandson who is sick. Mm -hmm. And um, so they set it up in the narrators outside of the book. And for the grandpa, I chose to cast uh, Edward James Olmos. Oh. Yeah. He just seems uh, like the grandfatherly type. That's a good one. Yeah. And then Samuel L. Jackson was my other choice. Samuel <laughs> Jackson. Because he just likes to narrate stuff, and I think he's just a really good narrator. Go the fuck to sleep. Exactly. <laughs> and just, I can just see during the during the movie when it interrupts back to the present, just Samuel L. Jackson flipping out a little bit. Right. Right. But still being patient because it is his grandchild. Even though he, yeah, grandchild probably doesn't want to really listen to this book. 
So yeah, I thought either of those two could do a really good job as the narrator of the story. That would be good. I went with um, I went with different choices. Uh, grandpa, I did I did cast as a grandpa, not a grandma. Um, my first choice, Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah, Mister. Oh Ford. my God, he could finally be the grumpy old man that he really wants to be. No offense, Mister Ford. Yeah, I can totally see Harrison Ford doing that. Mm-hmm. He'd even have to work in his finger of doom. Yep. <laughs> my second, my second choice is uh, Jeff Bridges, also Ooh. a grandfatherly, grandfatherly type, but more kindly. I think he would be the more kindly, gentle type grandpa. Yeah, I think he'd probably be a pretty good match for who was originally cast as the grandfather. Peter Falk. I think yeah, Jeff Bridges could probably emulate that to the mm-hmm. degree we saw in the movie. And then the uh, grandchild. Yeah. Well, this was a little bit tough because, I don't know, we ha- we have a problem casting children actors. We don't really know that many is the problem. Right, yeah. We talked about this before recording. Um, yeah. I found a couple of good ones, though. I think I did, too. And uh, I chose Daphne Keene. She was in Logan. She was a little girl in Logan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hugh Jackman's daughter in that movie. Right. Uh, X-23, I think, is what the title of her Laura character. Something. Laura, yeah. Yeah. Or uh, Jaden Smith, Will Smith's son. Kind of teen, yeah. younger. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I didn't do this on purpose, Um, but the two choices are uh, Millie Bobby Brown. Okay. From Stranger Things. And Noah Shop, also from Stranger Things. <laughs> I thought one or both of them could be good. Yeah, but I can, I can see I need that. To, I need to stretch myself and look for more, you know, child actors and stuff. Maybe we should... I need to expand my list. Yeah, maybe we should just start recasting children's stuff. Yeah. We'll make a whole series of it. Yeah. Tune in for next season when we just do young adult <laughs> books. Adult books. <laughs> And so that leads to our hero of the story, the Wesley. The Dread Pirate, oh, Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Dread Pirate Roberts thing is more of a, it's more of a title, really. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go first on this one? <clears throat> sure. Uh, my immediate first choice, and since, since we've been, ta- we've been talking about this for a couple of weeks now, it was my immediate first choice, Donald Glover. Oh, get ready to put in a sound effect right now because we we just picked the same guy. <laughs> I love it when that happens. Yeah, I think he's he would make a phenomenal Wesley. Awesome. We still don't have a name for that. I think it was the double pick. We need like a catchy. I don't know. I'm being all. I'm being all. Uh... Picky. Yeah, we'll figure something out. It always, it'll come. And then, just because I had to have a second choice, someone also charming and, uh, like, young adult, but not, like, a teen kind of person, uh, Oscar Isaac. Okay. I can see that. That would be an awesome, awesome uh, Wesley. I like that. I didn't choose Oscar Isaac for Wesley. So, you picked Donald Glover. I picked Donald Glover, because, you know, everyone loves Lando. (laughs) 
<laughs> we just want we just want Donald Glover and everything. And then I had a hard time. I had I had what four scratch outs just trying to find the right person. <laughs> then I landed on um, Taron Egerton from The Kingsman. Oh, okay. Yeah, that young kid. I could see him. Yeah, he's charming, and he can definitely be an action hero. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's just fun to watch on screen. And I definitely think he could pull off either the Dread Pirate Roberts, that timeless fight scene with Indigo, and just be charming about it the whole time. Very good. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that leads us to Princess Buttercup. Well, she doesn't start out as a princess. No. She only becomes a princess when she gets married to Prince Humperdinck. Uh, Buttercup. Uh, Do you want to go? Yeah, I'll go first. So, for my first choice for Buttercup was Brie Larson. Okay. Yeah, and I think either of them would work really well with uh, my Wesley choice. I didn't pair them up like I normally do. Right. Uh, pick one for each other, but I think she would. She could either be the Buttercup for Donald Glover or Egerton. My other choice was Rachel Brosnahan. I don't know who that is. She was in The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Oh, okay. Uh, she's the lead in that. Okay, I know who that is. Yeah, and she was also in House of Cards. She was a small bit player. I think she was one of the call oh. girls that gets brought in in the earlier seasons. Oh, okay. Before he becomes vice president. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Spoilers on that, too. Right. Spoiler alert for something that we didn't prepare you for. Yeah. Um, Who'd you choose? My first choice for Buttercup is Mel- Melissa Benoist. Okay. TV Supergirl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. I thought she could be a charming and uh, uh, kind of has a comedic flair, but also um, somewhat innocent, but could still be very strong. Right. Know? And then uh, my second choice, Elizabeth Olsen. Okay. From the Marvel MCU, uh, Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch, yep. Very good choices, indeed. That leads to our villain of the piece, Prince Humperdinck. 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 This one was hard. Yeah, I had a little bit of a challenge for that, too. Um, I don't know. I didn't want to cast a very older, older prince or princess. I don't know if you did Princess Humperdinck. Oh, no, I didn't even think of that. Um, I chose just male leads for this. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I have a couple of crosses out on here, but I'll I'll let you go first. All right. My first choice for Prince Humperdinck, kind of an unconventional one, Ansel Elgort. Ooh. From uh, Baby Driver. Yep. I thought uh, he could bring the English accent, since he's a British actor. Um, and I'd like to see him in more of that kind of villainous type role, you know, have yeah. a little bit more of a hard edge to him. Um, thought he could do that really well. And then likewise, it, as soon as I thought of him, then my second choice, Tom Holland. Ooh, I like that. I've never seen Tom Holland as a villain. Right. Wouldn't that be fun though? Yeah. He could bring kind of an interesting turn to it. Be the evil Peter Parker. He'd be right. He'd be kind of, um, kind of a dick. 
Not 100% dick, though. <laughs> 100% dick, no. <laughs> so I thought those would be interesting choices. Who did you have for Humperdinck? Yeah, so like I was saying, I had a tough time trying to narrow it down, but then I, I landed on one that I really like, and one... I like them both, but I think I'm at the end, I'm going to pick the other one. First one was Daniel Ratcliffe, Harry Potter. Right. Yeah, you never really oh, yeah, see yeah, him yeah. be be the villain in many things, but he's... Oh, he could be really dark. Yeah, and he's kind of be that character like you, you really hate, but mm-hmm. he's just kind of there being a thorn in everyone's side. Right. And then the other one was Jonah Hill. <laughs> I can just <laughs> I can just imagine the last scene when they're tying Humperdinck up, just Jonah Hill doing Jonah that perfectly. Hill. Oh my god! Or how how tight do you want want to tighten? I these didn't bonds? know I wanted that until you said that, and now I that's all I can think about. Yeah, I think he would be really good in that in mm-hmm. that role as Humperdinck. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Uh, who's next? Count Rugen? I have Count Rugen is next. Yeah. So he's the basically the second hand to Prince Humperdinck, kind of the enforcer. Right. The six-fingered man. The six-fingered man who commissioned a six-fingered sword, perfectly balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he's the... Uh, He's the man Indigo is looking for, and he's kind of, he's one of the bad, bad guys in the whole thing. Right. Very evil. <clears throat> yeah. And um, for him, I chose uh, Jonathan Banks from Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted someone who just kind of be a bad guy. Be a bad guy <laughs> and just like, he would have fun with it, I could see. Mm-hmm. And he can bring a little humor to it because I know he's a funny guy. But mm-hmm. he still can be like, yeah, that's deadpan, stu- he's deadpan, deadpan serious. Uh, the other one I chose was uh, Keither Sutherland. Oh, he could definitely be really charming and that would evil. Be really good. Yeah, I can see him just having a lot of fun with that. Yeah, both of those guys, because I really like Twenty Four, and that's kind of what I would imagine Count Rogan to be ruthless, it, ruth- ruthless in the remake of this movie that we're casting right now yeah that would be good i think that character would bring the more serious tone elements to the movie i went with a couple of tv actors um my first choice although i think I think this isn't, this isn't the one that I'm really leaning towards, too. But uh, my first choice, David Boreanaz. Okay. TV's Angel and also from Bones. Okay. Um, handsome, charming, um, but definitely a second fiddle to Prince Humperdinck. Right. Not really a threat in any way to Humperdinck, just his arm. And then my second choice, uh, Wentworth Miller. Okay. Uh, plays Captain Cold, right in the DC TV universe. The Flash started on yeah. the Flash. Now I guess he was on League and Legends of Tomorrow or whatever. I guess that show's still going. Was he the same character? But in he's that? yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, Captain Cold. Um. I just like him because he's just the the terrific. He does has such fun chewing the scenery with his lines and stuff. It's uh. 
He's someone who gets it. He gets the fact that he's not in something super serious and it's okay to kind of overplay it. Right. And I think that's kind of what you need for this character. Mm-hmm. All right. And that leads us to the person who's searching for Count Rugen, Inigo Montoya. Yeah. Probably one of the most beloved characters throughout cinema. Yes. Probably more recognizable a more recognizable character from this movie than almost anybody else. Yep. Everybody knows Nico Montoya. Yep. Because they because the man killed his father. And that person who killed his father should prepare to die. <laughs> <laughs> uh did you pick uh Spanish or Hispanic actors for Yeah, Montoya? I did. Did you? I did. Do you want to go first? Yeah. So for Indigo, I picked, uh, uh, we'll probably have the same one, I have a feeling, but Diego Luna. Oh, I considered him. Okay. But he's, yeah, he's not, didn't make my final two. Yeah, just from seeing him in a Star Wars story, Rogue One, and other various mm-hmm. films he's been yeah, in, oh, yeah. I think he would make a really good Indigo. Very charming. He can definitely turn on the charm when he needs to, mm-hmm. and he can just kind of overplay the character. Also has, yeah, has that lighter side of an ego. Yeah. And then the other one was um, Lin-Manuel Miranda. And I can just, I think I'm leaning towards him, but I can just see him just having a ball. That would be so much fun. Indigo Montoya. He was in (laughs) Hamilton. He's a stage actor. So you can definitely just tell him, go for it, man. Whatever you do, just, you are Indigo Montoya. Yep. Do it. And I think he would just, yeah, have a heyday playing Indigo Montoya. But yeah, he's a stage actor on Hamilton, if you don't know who he is. I think you nailed it. And he's a songwriter. And Mm. yeah, he's he's just a generally really good actor, whether he's on screen or on the stage. Also an amazing follow on Twitter, by the way. He's just super positive. He's really, if you need a bright spot of Twitter, follow Lin-Manuel on Twitter. on Twitter. Who did you pick? My first choice, uh, Rodrigo Santoro. Okay. From Westworld, right? Yep. From Westworld. Um, I thought he could do the, you know, the heavier side. I don't know. I don't know what he has as far as comedy chops, but, uh, I have trust. I think, I think he could, he could fill out the role really well. And then as I was poking around, I came across the obvious perfect <laughs> Manny, and I'm, I'm going to mispronounce his last name. I should have looked it up. Manny Hakinto. Okay. I'm not familiar with him. Uh, you you might know him as uh, Jason from The Good Place. Oh. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought he would be perfect. Yes. I thought that he, would be awesome. He would be perfect. Um, he's actually, so on the show, this is, okay, spoilers for The Good Place. On the show, he starts out playing a, um, a Buddhist monk of indeterminate Asian ancestry. And then uh, it turns out that the character is actually a uh, Latino character from Fort Lauderdale or somewhere in South Florida. Um, 
the actor himself is actually Philippines. So he is Asian. Um, but <laughs> it would be funny to cast him as a as another Hispanic role. Yeah, I like that. I like that. He, he would be really good. I have I tend to have a hard time finding and I it's a blind it's a personal blind spot. It's something I want to work on, but I, I uh finding Asian actors and actresses to play roles. I want to cast more of them, so that's yes. Yes hope for the future. So who's next? I think we're going with Fezzik next, the giant. Yes. The uh, giant. Yeah. Um, so for him, I, uh, you had to, I've tried to pick someone really big, really intimidating, right? someone right. who just takes up the screen, how, how massive he is. Right. And a quick sidebar, my friend from Seattle was telling me that one of his friends met this actor and his friend is like six, five. Uh-huh. And you can see in the picture that he looks tiny compared to him. <laughs> Super tiny. I think but I he, they're both picking. massive men though. Just right. so you know. And I chose, um, he played the mountain in starting in season four right. of Game of Thrones. Because there's been multiple characters playing, or multiple actors playing that character. Right. And I know I'm going to mispronounce his name, but I tried to look it up on this one. Yes. It's not a joke when I mispronounce names other times, but this one I actually tried to look up his names because it's Icelandic. Right. Um, let me try right now. It's... Half thrower, half thrower, Julius uh, Borjokson. Okay, that's probably much better than we we talked about this beforehand. I he was on my list, but I deliberately didn't choose him just because I couldn't pronounce his name. Yeah, so I I picked his I <laughs> picked him because he. Uh, I might be able to edit that out. It's barely showing up on the. So we're in about 37 minutes in. We can edit that out. Okay. So yeah, I, I picked him, the mountain, in season four of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just because of like his on-screen presence that he would. He definitely has that size of Andre the Giant. Right. And I think he would just be perfect for that. Um, the other one I chose, another very large man. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of, I kind of like him as an actor. He's been around for, for a little while. Was uh, Vincent DeFanio? Uh, oh, D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio, yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, he played... Uh, Wilson Wilson Fisk in Daredevil right. or in whatever Netflix's Marvel stuff, right? And he's not as big as the Mountain, but he's still he looks huge when he's on. He's very imposing. Yeah, he's imposing. I think he could definitely play Fezzik the Giant. That would be funny because he is the. Bruce I don't squad. know. That would be yeah. That's a great one, and he's a phenomenal actor too. The original Fezzik, of course, played by the beloved uh, wrestler Andre the Giant. Yeah, rest in peace. Or obey. <laughs> Andre the Giant has a posse. Uh, Who'd you choose? Uh, my first choice 
was Christian Nairn. Okay. Uh, plays Hodor on Game of Thrones. I thought about picking him. He was he kept coming <laughs> up in my list. So. Yeah, he's physi- also physically imposing. Um, we never really get to hear him say much on the show. He just has the one line. Um, but under- understand that in real life, he's actually a very gregarious and uh, talkative person. It's kind of funny. Um, and then I had a second choice. But then as we were preparing, I was just poking around on the internet watching uh, Golden Globes coverage, and uh, I made an I called an audible on my notes, Terry Crews. I thought about choosing him, too. Because <laughs> <laughs> he has obvious comedy chops. He is also very big and, and physically imposing, and I thought he would be fun to see bounce off of everybody else in the cast. Yeah, especially the fight scene either with Donald Glover. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That would be amazing. I so, could just yeah, kill that, you now. Those are my choices. And then there's the leader of the gang, the Sicilian, mm-hmm. also known as Vizini. Vizini. Played by William Sean, right? Or Wallace Sean. Wallace Sean. Yeah. Yes, Wallace Sean. Yeah, he's a he's a funny guy. I like him. Mm-hmm. Renowned uh Actor of stage and screen. And comedian. Who did you have for Vizzini? For Vizzini, um, this is one I did gender bend, just for one of my picks. Okay. But um, Alex Borstein. I don't know who that um, is. She, was, she does a lot of, I think she does a lot of comedy stuff. She's in The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Okay. As the manager for uh, Miss Maisel. Okay. Uh, she's also the voice of Lois Griffin on Family Guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, and if you want to look her up while I keep going my picks, you'll probably go, oh, that's her. She's kind of a um, character actor. You don't really see her much on the screen, kind of blends in, but she's. Uh, if you see a picture of her, you'll definitely know who she is. And if you've seen Amazon's Marvelous Miss Maisel, you'll definitely know who I'm talking about. But I thought she could oh, definitely yeah, play... Okay. A really good Vizzini, someone who's kind of calculating ahead, thinks that they're smarter than everyone else. Right. And everyone else is just dumb compared to them. You have to follow my plan. Right, 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 right. I've got this crew together. We're going to get paid. And she can definitely bring the humor to it, too, as Wallace Shawn did as well. Right. And I think she would just be kind of perfect for that. That's a good choice. As the ringleader of the Fezzik and Indigo, whoever we end up choosing for this. Mm Mm-hmm. The other one, um, Tony Shaloub. Oh, okay. Yeah, Monk. Yeah. The guy who played no, Monk. He, yeah, that would, he would be good at that. Yeah. And I think he would definitely bring a lot of humor to it, have a lot of fun with that and the, his last monologue. Yeah, just kind of like in that Monk style where he's just like overthinking right. everything. Right. In just kind of a comedic way. Mm-hmm. Just expressing how brilliant he is and how he thought That's steps a good ahead. Choice. Yeah, so I think either of those two would just be my perfect dream, Vizini. Who'd you choose? I went with Italian-American actors, just because, uh, no particular reason. Um, I thought a really over-the-top Vizini would be Nicolas Cage. (laughs) Yes. Can't you just picture him? I can. Doing all of that stuff. 
being the leader and being frustrated with his his horrible team. His really good team. He has the most skilled swordsman <laughs> and a giant. And a giant. You can't lose with that team. <laughs> and then my second choice, um, Bobby Cannavale. Okay. You know who he is. You, uh, he, you've seen his face, I'm sure, everywhere. What else has he been in? Um, most recent thing I saw him in was... Uh, uh, he was in the most recent season of... Mr. Robot. Okay. I can't remember what he's in. Hmm. He's been in a lot of stuff. Oh, that Oh, that guy. Okay, I've seen him before. What else has he been in? He's a comedian, I know that. Boardwalk Empire. Oh, Boardwalk Empire, yeah. Mr. Robot. Um he's done a lot of little small parts and stuff. Yeah. Um Definitely. Oh yeah, he was in Station Agent. Which I is Tanya, really good. yeah. Oh, he played the brother-in-law in Ant Man. That's right. And Ant Man and the Wasp. <laughs> I liked him. Okay, oh. I like him. Sorry, I just noticed they're making Motherless Brooklyn into a into a movie. I don't know what that is. Okay, well, hold. Never mind. Uh, I'll just cut that out. <laughs> no, no, no. We'll, we'll keep it in there. We, I'll, I'll look it up, and maybe we can recast that. Uh, Motherless Brooklyn is a novel by Jonathan Lethem. Uh, it's kind of a realistic superhero. Oh, no, wait. Now I'm getting it confused. Can't remember if that's the superhero one or if... No, Fortress of Solitude is the superhero one. Motherless Brooklyn is the one about the... Uh, um, what's the... What's the thing where you have verbal tics the mental Tourette's Tourette's yeah so it's a he's a, a hitman for the mob who has Tourette's really it's so really good is it a book or it's a book and so apparently they're making I just when I was looking at Bobby Cannavale's Wikipedia page I saw that he's in Motherless Brooklyn so okay never mind that got me really excited for well, a second that's a book I might have to read now I might I don't think I have that one we might have to get another copy anyway back on track Sorry. That leaves Miracle Max and Valerie. Yeah. Again, I didn't pair these up at all. I just picked them individually because I mm -hmm. think they would all work really well together. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'll go first on this one. Um, I chose Seth Rogen for my one of my Miracle <laughs> Maxes. Uh-huh. I just, I like Seth Rogen. I think he's a really funny guy. And I think he could just have a lot of fun with that. Yes. Oh, yeah. You would ad-lib like crazy. You would. And there'd be so many golden gems in that. <laughs> that you just it would have to keep in because he's just a really stand-up guy. Uh, the other one I chose for Miracle Max was Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could see him being that kind of, yep. Kooky, old, <laughs> old Miracle Maker. Maker, Maker. Grumpy. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think either of those two would be really you good have Miracle a Max. Skull for a, you know, a flask. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a hard one for me. Um, my first choice, I thought, because Miracle Max in the original movie was played by Billy Crystal wearing old person makeup. Yeah. 
I thought we didn't necessarily have to do, you know, someone young and comedic and old person makeup. Um, <laughs> I just realized that's kind of, it's kind of a backhanded insult. Uh, no insult intended. Uh, my first choice though was Alan Alda. Okay. <laughs> Cause I could just see him doing that kind of manic energy that Miracle Max has. And I think he would be very funny at it. Who was he again? What, what was he? In? Alan Alda was, uh, uh, he's still acting today, but his, uh, most famous role was from the TV show MASH. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. yeah. Now I know who he is. Hawkeye on, uh, on MASH. And then, uh, my second choice, and this, this is kind of off the wall. Uh, I'm admitting that up front. Uh, Keanu Reeves. Ooh. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a just kind of an interesting take on Miracle Max? That would be. I wonder how he would do it. That's Whoa. that's what we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> I know Kung Fu. Kinu, call us. We got it. We've got the perfect part for you. <laughs> you know, you can take time from uh, you know, revenging people killing your dog in well, That's Wick. a worthy thing to have revenge against. <laughs> and we have got something for you. It's it involves true love. Or you could just make him Indigo Montoya. Hello, I'm Indigo Montoya. You killed oh, my dog. Be prepare funny. to die. <laughs> and then Valerie. Um, yeah. You want to go first on this one? Sure. A uh, couple of good choices. And uh, there's probably way too many choices available for this, but it's hard to narrow it down to just two. Uh, first choice, Lily Tomlin. Ooh, I like that. I love her. I love her so much. Um, and second choice, Kristen Shaw. Okay. I think I did choose her too, so we're going to have her sound would... effect. Oh, we did. <laughs> ding, ding, yeah, ding, Christian Skull. Uh, she was vo- she does a lot of voice work. Um Bob's Burgers, Gravity Falls. She's yep. th- she has that one of those distinct voices where if you hear it, you're oh, that's her. Yep, absolutely. But yeah, she also does live live work as well instead of just voice work and Yeah. She's really funny. And she's very very funny. She was on that show, Last Man on Earth? She was. I think she was also in Mad Men in the early seasons. Might have been. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I only watched four episodes. You picked Kristen Schaal, though. I did. Who was your second choice? My second choice was Ellen DeGeneres. (laughs) I think she's, she's another funny woman. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she would just definitely play off of whoever the lead was. I was I was kind of pairing them off in my head with, she could work with Dan Aykroyd. She'd be right. working with Dan Aykroyd. Right, right, right. But even if she was working with Seth Rogen, I think they would just have a ball together and just... Right. It would just be back and forth, witty that banter. That would be really funny. Yeah. It would probably, that, that, those scenes would probably have a lot of takes because it would just be so funny. They would keep breaking, breaking character and laughing at each other's jokes. They'd leave, yes, they would leave a lot on the cutting room floor or save it for the bonus features. Yeah. DVD. Cause that's what, that's what movies nowadays do. Bonus content. Awesome. Shall we do our final casting call? Yeah, we shall. As you wish. <laughs> Okay, for uh, Grandpa. I really want to see Harrison Ford. I do too. <laughs> I want to see him be the grumpy old man. Yeah, I think I want to see Samuel L. Jackson. That's also a very good choice. 
grandchild? Uh, I'm going to go with Daphne Keen, X-23 from Logan. Millie Bobby Brown, I think. Excuse me. That's a good choice. Uh, Wesley? <laughs> if, if I'm going first, I'm picking Donald Glover. I think I'm going to pick Donald Glover, but uh, I'm also going to pick uh, Taron Egerton. So I get the double choice. Okay. Buttercup? Um, I'm going to go with Rachel Brosnahan. Okay. Melissa Benoist. Very good. I like her. Prince Humperdinck? I, I, Jonah Hill. It's going to be Jonah Hill for me. Because <laughs> I just can't yeah, not see Prince Humperdinck as Jonah, Jonah Hill now. Me too. Uh, but if I had to pick one of my choices, I'm going to go with, uh, honestly, Tom Holland. Yeah, I think he'd be good. I'd like to see him try and do a villain. Mm-hmm. And he has the accent too. Right. Count Rugen. Oh, you go first. I got to decide between my two. Went, Wentworth Miller. Hmm. I think I want to go with Keith or Sutherland because it's a good choice. They're both really good, mm-hmm. and I think they both could play it really well. And I would not be disappointed if I saw either of them in this role. But I think I'm going to go with Keith or Sutherland. Right. Jack Bauer. Inigo Montoya. Lynn Manuel Miranda. That's really, that's, yeah, that's the choice to beat right there. Um, Manny Aquinto. Fezzik. Terry Crews. Even though I do like the mountain, I think he would be just massive on screen. Mm-hmm. I do like Wilson Fisk. And I like that idea of Fezzik. Yep. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Vincent, De- Vincent Defanio. It's a D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio. I believe. Uh, Vizzini? Vizzini. Vizzini? Mm, I think I'm going to go with Tony Shalhoub. Such a good choice. Nicholas Cage. Yeah, that's a really good choice. Miracle Max? Mm. I no think really I'm going to go with Seth Rogen, because I've hyped him up a bit, too, and I kind of like that idea of him. Good choice. Um, Alan Alda. Uh-huh. Valerie. Valerie. I think I'm going to go with Ellen DeGeneres. Lily Tomlin, I think. Double. She would pair well with Alan Alda. Yeah. Double pick got shot down. Yeah. That happens. It yeah. happens. Like I said, there's lots. There's no losers here. There's nope. only winners. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, that's our final casting call. If you, um, if you have any suggestions or you have any thoughts about who we picked or who we should have picked or who we shouldn't have picked, feel free to email us at something at uncasting.com. What is it? It's something at uncasting.com. Not nothing. Not nothing. Something. Because you have something to say to us. Send it to something at... Oh, that makes more sense. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Hey, um, if anybody wanted to get a hold of you specifically on the internets, Max, where would they find you? Well, they can find me on Instagram or Twitter. And it's my name, at Max Brum, M-A-X-B-R-U-M-M. One word. Mm-hmm. Where can people find you on the internets? I find myself these days mostly on Instagram and Twitter. 
uh, at Lunar Obverse, L-U-N-A-R-O-B-V-E-R-S-E. Uh, I also have my blog at bamoon.com, um, which I spend less time on. I, <laughs> but uh, And then you can always email either Max or me at our names at uncasting.com. Yep. You can also leave us a five-star review, and we will read it on air, only if it's a five-star review. And yep. You can say just about anything in anything there. Anything you want. And we will read it at the end of our show, and tag you, of course, if you read it. Yep. So yeah, I think that's it. Oh, you can also find the podcast's social medias at Uncasting Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, it's uh, uncasting podcast on Twitch, right? Which we will soon be doing that, right? We do want to do streaming. We do. It is another medium that we can interact with y'all. So, thank you for joining us in 2019, and here's to a wonderful year of loving popular culture. Exactly, <laughs> and I hopefully you enjoyed the Princess Bride, and um, you hope. Hope to see, we hope to see this remake with our uh, casting choices. So mm-hmm. hit us up if you wanna if you want some good casting choices for movies or TV shows. So until next time, I'm Max and I'm Brian, and this has been another episode of Uncasting. Boop. Boop.